welcome to the Rekindle Podcast. We're here to help you unlock your God-given potential so you can discover your story and learn to live your God-created best life. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to the Rekindle Podcast. As always, we want to provide you 20 to 30 minutes of uh, great content, something to challenge your life, and uh, you can always be looking forward to new episodes. We drop them every Tuesday. Uh, so go and give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream. That way you don't miss an episode. You can always stay up to date on all the latest stuff. But, um, you know, we started a new topic of conversations, of discussions uh, the past couple of weeks. And we're rounding out this one. We're talking about the mission of the podcast, which is uh, unlock your God-given potential, discover your story and live your God-created best life. And so today we're going to be talking about what it looks like, uh, maybe even why it's important to live that God-created best life, what you have to look forward to, uh, because what God has planned for us is way bigger, way better than what we could ever plan for ourselves. And there are undoubtedly things that get in the way of actually living out that call, that God-created best life that he has for us. But it's worth, um, how could I say this? It's worth, the, uh, it's worth the effort. It's worth the drive. It's worth the intention to put behind to figuring out what that is, uh, what God's leading us to. You know, there is a life that God has created us to live. And uh, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, we're really faced with just two choices. Either we do life our way and go about doing things the way we think we should do them or we can choose to surrender and we can choose to give God what we have and trust him with the rest and be obedient to what he's saying and what he's doing John 10:10 10, 10, I really like this scripture and I want to share it with you it says this a thief has only one thing in mind and he wants to steal slaughter and destroy but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. That's Jesus talking. His whole purpose was to come to give us life and life in abundance. The life that Jesus wants you to live, wants me to live, is a life uh, of goodness, of abundance. That doesn't mean that it won't be without its challenges or we won't have to face some things or we won't be um, we won't be confronted with an opportunity to grow, to make better decisions and choices, to work on ourselves. But it does mean that if we do put in that effort, that work, if we do decide to give God the best that we can of our life then we will live the life that he created for us to live. And his way is always going to be more fulfilling. It's always going to be more, uh, I guess in a better way, it's always going to be the life that we've longed to live. Nobody sets out to want to live a boring life. Where I mean, we would think on the outside we want stuff to be easy. But in reality, if life was really that easy, we would probably give up on it. Nobody wants to do anything that's boring. Nobody wants to live a life that's boring. 
um, the stories that we hear people tell, the, the stories that that we are drawn to, that we are compelled to listen and do something about it afterward are stories where people have encountered really big trials, really big uh, circumstances. They have they have faced danger. They have come in contact with opposing forces in their life, whether it be the enemy, uh, well, really is the enemy through many different forms, but they come in contact with the enemy trying to destroy what God is intending to do in their life. And these are the stories that we are compelled to hear and to listen to and actually do something about. And if we're honest, these are the stories that we would want to tell about ourselves. These are uh, this is a life that we would want to live cuz again, I mean, just honestly ask yourself that. Would you want to live a life that nobody would care to hear about. No, of course not. You would want to live a life that people are intrigued by uh, what you've gone through, the things that you, the decisions that you've made, um, the issues that you faced, and how God came through uh, in a big way. Those are the lives that we would want to live. Because if, if you know how it is with us, if you hear and listen to something boring, if you watched a movie where the main character went didn't go through anything, you literally would just watch a movie about somebody doing a day-to-day, you know, living their day-to-day life. How boring is that? Nobody wants to see that. You're not compelled uh, to action by watching something like that. What compels you in your spirit is that you see things or you hear of stories that people go through and you relate to them because you have gone through something or find yourself going through the very same thing in their life and you uh, are encouraged by the victory that they have and that they've seen uh, because as a result of them trusting in God or uh, rising to the occasion and beating this thing. At the end of the day, we're all really rooting for the underdog. You know what? Those are like like think about all these Marvel movies, you know, these uh, superhero movies that we've been inundated with for the last 10 years. And every single movie, it all really goes pretty much the same. You have a person who is a hero. Maybe they didn't know that first, right, depending on what movies you're seeing. But they're discovering more about their story, more about their heroism. Right. And uh, but the only way that discovery comes to light is. Is through the struggle, through the hardship, through the issues. That's where we find that they are. That's where they are defined, and that's where they uh, are. They figure out what they're made of. They're pressed to the brink. They're pressed to uh, to a place where either they've got to deliver, they're going to be overcome or defeated, or even worse, killed. Right. And though none of us say we would want to experience that or go through that, the truth is, is that those are the stories that we long to have. Those are the stories that we long to tell. That's the life that we long to live. A life of meaning. A life of purpose. And the truth is, is that's where God has us. That's where God is taking us. All of our lives matter. And the best life, the God-created life, is the one of truly trusting in Him. 
This scripture talks about the enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And let me tell you, the enemy's good at it. The enemy is is an expert at trying to kill you, to steal what you have, and to destroy everything that you're about. He's been doing it for many, 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 many years. This is not his first rodeo. He's got he knows every trick in the book. He knows uh, what to study about you, about your life, where to hit you, your weak spots. He has shown up to the fight prepared and ready to steal, kill, and destroy all of the purpose in your life. What he is trying to do is render us mediocre, immobile, safe. He wants us to be in a place where we don't want to take risks or chances or step out in faith because as long as we are paralyzed by fear, anxiety, or whatever it is that he is launching against us to stop us in our tracks, as long as we are living in a place of mediocrity and comfort, then there's nothing to worry about. Our life would get boring. We would notice that, well, as the, as the miracles you know, uh, go away, so does the attack of the enemy. But then we find ourselves in a much deeper, darker place. And that is a place of living and feeling purposeless. Living through in a place of uh, no value, no reason, no uh, reason to exist, to carry on. And I believe we're seeing this in uh, happen even in our churches, in our in, amongst our leaders and our, our, our Christian business people. Is the enemy drives us to such a place of mediocrity and uh, and not living in faith that that we sit ourselves down onto the couch and we stay there. And then we lose our meaning and we lose our drive, our, our, our very reason to live. And it leads us to places like depression or even thoughts of suicide to such a darkness that, that only in those places do we really start to question, why am I even here? Why do I even exist? This is where the enemy wants us to live. This is where he steals our passion for the Lord, where he dampens our desire to, uh, to live the God-created best life. Because that's what he's doing, stealing, killing, and destroying. And when we get to that place, we start to live, we, when we start to live in that frame of mind, in that mindset of just, eh, you know, Almost uh, sucking the wind out of our sails type of feeling, right? Where we just don't have any desire, any drive, any passion to live anymore. When we get to a place like that, then we begin to ask God real questions like, God, why, my life stinks. Why am I here? Why am I on this earth? What is my purpose? That is a resounding question that we all deal with. Every day, every, uh, you know, there, there's significant times in every season where we go back to that question. God, why am I here? Why did you call me to this city? Why did you call me to this job? Why, why uh, am I married to my spouse? 
Why am I dealing with these issues in my children? Why is my business not successful? Why is my ministry dying? Why is my passion for living just uh, wandering away? And we begin to live. Uh, we begin to ask God these questions, and it, and it, and we're living a life that is purposeless, no meaning, no real direction. And this is when we know that the enemy has got us cornered. He's got us cornered because now we're questioning everything. We don't know what direction to go, where to move. We wish we could quit ourselves out of every difficult situation that we're experiencing in our life. Well, this is where we start thinking about, well, maybe a fresh start is what I need. So now in your in your mind, you're thinking, I got to quit my job and start over somewhere else. Maybe this is where you start to think, well, if I could just, you know, move and and move away and, and start fresh somewhere else, or if I could just leave my spouse and and maybe there's a better one out there for me somewhere else, or we, we, we start to ask these really ridiculous questions, or we start to, you know, follow the, these really ridiculous uh, uh, thought process processes in our mind that lead us to nowhere, to more death, to more uh in fact, it leads us to a place where the enemy is no longer stealing anything from us. Now we're willfully giving it over to him. And he is uh, methodically destroying us. All because we have given him permission. You do realize that the enemy cannot touch you. Can't do anything to you without you giving him the permission to do so. And we do that in many different ways, but one of the main ways is by agreeing with the lies that he tells us. By agreeing with uh, the lies and the emotions that we feel. Because, uh, you know, there's no doubt that when you're in the midst of a struggle, when you're in the midst of depression, when you're going through, uh, when you're dealing with anger or disappointment, in those, in those moments, uh, what you're going through is very real. And the emotions that you feel are very real. And it's easy to want to come into agreement with those lies that you're hearing, the lies that are telling you that you're not good enough or you're not cut out for this or you weren't made for this or they've got the wrong person or you're not who you thought you were or there is no there is no divine uh, purpose for you being here. And when we hear those lies and begin to agree with them, the enemy is methodically destroying us from the inside out but we hold on to the words of jesus and remember that this is what jesus said he said i have come right i have come to give you everything in abundance more than you expect so you may even think that what you're going through right now god has caused all of this well he might be allowing you to walk through this season and walk what you're walking through, but be challenged, but be encouraged. That doesn't mean you have to come into agreement with what's going on in your life. Where you need to align yourself with is with the word of God. And, and the fact that what Jesus said is that he has come to give you more, to give you everything in abundance, more than you, than you expect. 
So this is a time to dig your heels in and press into his spirit and and to and to amp up your faith and believe that God, even though today I don't feel like myself or today I don't see what the future holds today. I can't imagine what your blessing looks like uh, in this drought. But what I believe is that you have something good for me and that you are working this out for my good. You are working all of this out for my benefit. Because remember, he said life in its fullness until you overflow. So God is not just trying to meet a regular need. He's not just trying to give you enough. He is trying to lead you into a place where it's going to be overflowing so much. So why not be not just for you, because he's not just trying to come through for you. But what he's giving you is going to be poured out onto all of those that surround you, your spouse, your children, your family, your business, your ministry, your um, your 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 employers. I mean, employees. The people that you work with in your job place, what he is giving you, he wants to overflow onto all those that you come in contact with. This is the abundant life that God created life, the best life that he has called you and I to live. Because you have to remember that you are a child of God, a child of the king. You belong to him and to no one else. And if our father, our heavenly father, father owns the cattle on a thousand hills if there is no end to his riches and glory then that is your inheritance yes we may be struggling today but tomorrow we will live in abundance and the way that abundance comes the way that we make that shift is we have to come into agreement not with the lies of the enemy or what he says but we come into agreement with the promises of our father and what he says about us god has called you To live this life in abundance. That doesn't mean that every moment of your life will be lived in abundance. But what that does mean is that he is providing for you. And his will for you is always greater and better than what you could ever ask or imagine in your own mind for yourself. Because honestly, think about it. Abundance doesn't always mean excess of all these things, what abundance could look like in your life is maybe it's not an abundance of finances, but maybe what it is, is it is a supplication of financial provision to your life for you and somebody else that needs it around you. Maybe that's what abundance is. God isn't, hasn't called us to be hoarders of his blessings and of his goodness. He has called us to be agents of change and to bless the world. God said it. He said this was the promise he gave to Abraham that the world would be blessed through Abraham's lineage. Yes, though we are in the covenant of Jesus Christ, that same blessing and promise that was for Abraham still lives uh, in us because we are spiritual children uh, of Abraham. We are God's people. And that means that the world is blessed through the church. The world is blessed through us as his children. God has called us to be a blessing to this world. So the abundance is not to hoard, but to give. And you have to remember, you can only give when you are living from a place of God's best in your life. When you are giving permission for God to say what he needs to say in your life.
So that's my challenge to you. Where are you at in this? What is God saying to you about this? As you as you have your uh, as you have your uh, your time with Jesus this week, and um, you know you're looking to to take this word and apply it a little deeper. I want you to ask God some of these questions. God, what does it look like? What does your abundance look like in my life? What does that mean? Even asking him some other questions like, God, I am in this season and I know that you're working some things out. But what is it that you're getting trying? uh, You're trying to get me to see in this season. And then, of, of course, ultimately, this is the ultimate application that I think that I would really encourage you to take and, and to apply. But what what would it take for you to just to sit there with the Lord and say, you know what, God, regardless of what I think my current circumstance or situation looks like, I give you my life. I trust you with my all, with everything that I am. I trust you. And give yourself willfully over to Jesus. That his, what he wants for you, his will for your life would rule and reign above your own. Friend, I promise you, these are things that I've been walking through myself. But I promise you, if you willfully give over your life to God and choose to obey what he has for you, it will go uh, very well for you, better than you could ever plan for yourself. So I really hope that this uh, discussion or really this um, this kind of encouragement, this is really I really wanted this to be an encouragement to you, but I hope that this was that, that this was a benefit to you. And if it was, uh, share it with somebody that you know needs to hear it. So there's somebody in your life that needs to be encouraged where they are today to press on, to dig in, press into Jesus, and, and, and really go after that God-created life that he has for them. As always, go and follow us you know, on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, so that way you don't have to miss out on anything. But like I tell you, friends, and I, and I end this, I end every podcast episode with this, but what, what is the benefit of us rekindling our, our flame, our fire? Well, let me tell you, this is the truth, is that God wants you. He doesn't need you. God can do whatever he wants with whoever he wants, whenever he wants. But the beauty of it is, is that he chose you. He chooses you. He wants you. And the world, the world needs you. The world needs what you have to offer. God is calling you to be an agent of change in this world. He wants you to give what he's giving you. And then, always last but not least, you deserve your best. You deserve to put your best foot forward, your best effort forward. Because I tell you what, the best thing you can do for you is work on you. Show up every day and be who God made you to be. Well, God bless you, friends. I hope this was uh, th- th- this has enriched your life, and I can't wait to uh, see you next week. God bless you. Bye bye.